0: This is Mr. Tolu Balogun. On the Work From Home podcast, I will be teaching you a lot of things you can do to upgrade your skills and be able to run a work from home business successfully. Stay with me and enjoy. Hi everyone, welcome to another exciting episode of the Work From Home podcast. With me here is Gail and she brings a really lovely and unique perspective to the work from one podcast she is someone with a unique story and with a unique mission and i totally respect what she does and i'm so excited we have someone like her to share with us valuable lessons from our own personal experience and journey on this podcast so gail please introduce yourself to the listeners
1: hi yes thank you so much for having me on um my name is gail wood and i'm an entrepreneur i've been an entrepreneur for over 25 years and I've worked exclusively from home since 2016 and so I know some something about the challenges of, of working from home I've written 15 books and ebooks I do teach online courses my main business up until this year was called massage and spa success where I taught business and marketing and created marketing content for the spa industry. And I've recently closed that business to run my current business, which is Elevate with Gail, where I help people just optimize their schedules with marketing, all kinds of success strategies, especially habits, daily habits that that move us forward. Awesome, thank you
0: very much for giving us that quick overview. So you mentioned that you've been an entrepreneur, you've mentioned the massage therapy business that you've run. I want you to take us through memory lane, uh, some of the specific businesses you've had in the past.
1: Yeah, so my first business was a massage therapy business where I went to people's homes. So I started that one because it was quite low overhead. And through my local advertising and marketing efforts, well not given, but I had the opportunity to take over an existing therapeutic massage center in nearby town. When the owners were moving away, they had seen my advertisements and they contacted me as someone who could possibly take over their, their business. So I did that with a business partner, with a friend of mine and i ran that for about five years Um, and then when i had my son in 2009 i just didn't know if i could handle running a business and having two kids and i sold my spa Um, so from there i was working at some other places and i wasn't an entrepreneur at that time but i really missed it and i was also working really hard you know with two kids and a job outside the home i kept Mm -hmm. finding myself getting sick. I was just really getting (laughs) burnout. So I started seeing these posts online of people selling ebooks and online courses and planners and it just sparked something in me and I thought, you know, I wonder if I could do that. Mm. I gave it a try. I started a little blog and a little website and my whole idea was maybe to just make some extra money on the side so I could cut back a little bit at my job, but it ended up just mm-hmm. growing into something really amazing that I never could have planned. And I went full-time online in 2016. Wow. still
0: want us to go back to massage therapy because mm-hmm. that played the key role in your business. I mean, with you training people about to, how to run the business, also running the business by yourself. And then I want you to tell us Something's about that experience, mm-hmm. and then we'll also go ahead and talk about some of the experiences you have in the writing business, how you were able to grow the writing business, mm-hmm. even though you just wanted it to be a side um, also. but I believe people saw that you were passionate about it. Just take us through the whole process of some experiences from the massage therapy and some experiences from the writing business.
1: Okay, yeah, so one thing I noticed throughout my career is Most massage therapists, you know, we go to school, we learn how to do massages, that's what we want to do. So, Mm -hmm. in massage school, we're not given very much education on business strategy or marketing. And I know it's something that Mm -hmm. many, many therapists struggle with to be successful. In fact, in the United States, the average career of a massage therapist is only five years. And that is generally for two reasons. Either they get injuries um, or... Mm -hmm they don't have enough business and they're not making it. So I saw a place where I could really help because as throughout running my own business, I just loved everything about marketing. I thought it was so fun to learn about and to try different things and, you know, figure out what worked and what didn't work. And I really felt like I had something I could teach to other people. So, so I started out with my blog and then my next step was to write an ebook. I was like, well, you know, having a website with nothing for sale on it doesn't do me much good. So I wrote my 1st mm-hmm. ebook. Um, I had to kind of get over some mindset issues. I didn't think I was good at writing. I had mm-hmm. a experience in school of being, you know, told my writing wasn't very good. And sometimes we take those little experiences and just integrate them and decide that they're a fact. <laughs>
0: so, mm-hmm. True, very true. Uh,
1: you know, a teacher in my school told me, oh, you can't write like that. You have to write like this. And, um, mm. you know, so this person who may have just been having a bad day had mm-hmm. this effect on my life. I thought, oh, I can't write. And that was just a story that I had told myself mm-hmm. for many, many years. Mm. You know what? I bet I could write a blog post. So I started with that and got some nice responses from people. And then I thought, well, I bet I could write oh. in a how-to format. So I was like, okay. you know, why... Anybody could do that, you know? So I just started mm-hmm. writing my first book and I published that, self published it, just a PDF that I sold from my website in two thousand and fourteen. Mm-hmm. And I'll always remember selling my first copy of that book. We were in the car, we were going on a trip to see family and I sold my first copy of that first ebook and I was like, Wow, I made nineteen ninety five and <laughs> I didn't have to trade my direct time for it, you know. And I just thought Mm -hmm. if one person Mm -hmm. would buy this book, maybe a hundred people would buy this book. Maybe a thousand people Mm -hmm. would buy this book. And over Mm -hmm. the next, you know, years, it did happen. I have sold a thousand copies of that book. That just really was another just aha moment where I was like, if I can do this with one book when I can sell multiple copies of it, I can do this again. And so I wrote, uh, my next book was a book on marketing strategies. For massage therapist it was like just 40 ways to market your massage business and I just mm-hmm. kept going from there from there I took that marketing book and turned it into an online course with audios and okay. videos and just went step by step
0: Wow this is a very beautiful and unique story and I'm really enjoying it and I thank you for being an open book sharing with us how you went through all of this process I mean step by step it's very beautiful thank you very much for doing that i want to ask about your first ebook and you talked about the experience of how it felt um, selling it while you were on a trip in a car but i wanted to you know dive deeper into the experience of writing that first ebook you know you already had your blog going and you already saw people's responses you saw that wow people love that i'm a good writer people love the style that i'm using to write i mean Back then in school, you still remember very well that you said, there was that teacher who said, you cannot write like this, you cannot write like that. I know, I personally have a thing against traditional schooling, because it was almost going to ruin my life also Mm -hmm. actually, but I knew personally that what they were telling me in school was trash, most likely I took that decision to say that I knew what they were teaching me was trash because, number one, I'm someone that, I know I don't like reading, but I love doing a lot of personal research. Mm -hmm. With doing personal research, if you teach me something in school and I am not satisfied with what you've taught me in school, I go on Wikipedia, I go on YouTube to watch videos, I go to look for audio books or whatever it is that I can listen to, aside carrying a book to read. I know that I'm knowledgeable, but my only problem is carrying a book to read, so Mm -hmm. I was like, no, I know what they are teaching me here is wrong. And I know it is wrong because in Nigeria, where I stay, I don't know if this applies to schools in the US. We have lecturers that teach us from the notebooks that they were taught in school. So they are not adding anything new to the syllabus. It's the same thing they were taught in school, the same notebooks. Like literally, some of them will tell you, This is what I was taught in school and it's what I'm teaching you. So you are looking at a syllabus of at least 30 years old. If you are giving me something like this, The syllabus that's probably older than me. The syllabus was older than me when I was in school. A lot of things change every Mm -hmm. year. And I think I have a way that I can use to learn things that are currently trending. I think I'm not going to believe what you are saying. I'm going to believe what I'm researching, what I'm doing and what I'm focusing on. I told myself one thing. Even if in the school system, I fail in it, I know one thing for sure. I'm never going to fail in life. Because I'm not going to let the jargon that you're teaching me Directs my life, and I'm happy you are a living example of that. It almost also ruined your life because you almost believed mm-hmm. that fact, that false fact that you couldn't write, but you then took the initiative to go ahead and write by yourself. So, what was the journey like for that first ebook? What were some of the challenges or difficulties you had to face? I mean, full experience, like writing that very first ebook.
1: Yeah, so it took me almost six months to write that first ebook. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was just, I had all these ideas that it had to be done in a certain way. Like, Oh, I have to have a, okay. you know, like a quiet, I have to have a room with no distractions and all these, these things, again, these, these things that I guess I'd taken from books or movies, like how you're supposed to write mm-hmm. and that I had to have like a long stretch of time. Well, being a busy working mom, I didn't really have hours to sit down yes. and work on a book. Um, So it took me quite a while to write that first book. I would work just work on it a couple hours a week. What I learned from that is it just needed to become a daily habit. You know, if I could write for twenty minutes a day, then Mm -hmm. it would be done in you know, a matter of a couple weeks. This amount of time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's so my first book took me about six months and then another three or four months of Worrying about the photographs for it till I finally got over Mm -hmm. that and just got my daughter and her friend And we took the photos on an iphone (laughs) So I was just worried like I have to get a photographer. Mm -hmm. I have to go to Mm -hmm. a spa and Borrow their room Mm -hmm. for a day and finally I said no I can set Mm -hmm. this up in my living room I can make it look nice. Mm -hmm. We could take the photos with a phone Mm -hmm. So it was kind of a matter Mm -hmm. of not of getting out of the mode of thinking like this is the way you do it and asking, okay, well mm-hmm. with the tools and the resources I have, how can I do it? Um, mm. My next book, which was the marketing book, I actually wrote in just about six weeks. So I went from six months to wow. six weeks with everything six weeks. that I learned doing mm-hmm. the first one. That, And mm. the other thing is just knowing that if the information is there, If people are going to benefit from reading it and have things they can apply to their business or their life it doesn't have to be perfect so I did have you know my brother who's very smart I said can you just read through this and see if you see any mistakes I didn't have a professional Mm -hmm. editor but I did have a few people look over it for me My second book, I had somebody format it. I paid, I think, $200 for that. So I kind of up leveled there, but, mm-hmm. but from there, I was like, oh my gosh, if I can write a book in six weeks, that means, you know, I can write several a year. Mm-hmm. And one thing that's really great. What we have now in this day and age with eBooks is the whole definition of a book has kind of changed, you know, True. an ebook can be anything from 20 pages to a hundred pages. So then I wrote a few more shorter books. I wrote like 50 ideas for your social media. I wrote 50 Mm -hmm. ideas for promotions and and specials you can run. And those are both very short but they were Mm -hmm. very popular and I sold them for just a few dollars. So it -hmm. was just a process like once I got that first one done and kind of thought about like why did this take so long? What could I do to mm-hmm. you know, tighten up the process? It, I was just kind of on a roll after that.
0: Awesome, awesome. Um, two things I learned from what you said right now is, number one, never let what you don't have in that you from doing what you need to do. Mm-hmm. You shifted the focus from what you didn't have to making do with the things that you, at the moment and was like, Okay, I can set this up and get going. Mm-hmm. So that also reminds me of when I actually started my podcast. I did not have this app Riverside back then. All I had was Zoom and for like... I started using this um, app maybe like some two months ago to make the recording much nicer, the audio clearer and all of that. But all I had was just my microphone and I was like, I can still start something with my this microphone that I have. I have Zoom, I can make calls and record the calls over Zoom. And I knew that the audio quality wasn't as great as i needed it to be but i was like this is enough to get me started the value i need to push out there in the world people are able to get value even when the audio quality is not like excellent at least they can hear what we are saying they can understand what we are talking about they can listen to the experiences of people like you who would take some time to come and share their experiences and the second thing i learned is that experience always simplifies things Mm -hmm. And I've talked about that a couple of times on this show, about why people need to get coaches, why people need to listen to the experience of others, why people need to, I mean, get mentors to look up to. Because their experiences they've gone through that you have not gone through, and by the time they compress that experience for you, it's going to help you to move ahead faster. So, what you went through a journey of six months, writing your own book, you had a lot of lessons to learn, and you realized eventually that because of your unique lifestyle, you don't actually need long hours to write every time. You just need bits of time to write consistently, and you'll be able to get things done faster. And all of a sudden, the book that took you six months to write ridiculously just <laughs> shifted to just six weeks because you had that six month experience to lay back on and when you look at other people that have some other experiences to also share by the time you look at their experiences and then they simplify life for you you realize that something that should probably take you two years might end up taking you two or six months mm-hmm. and then you would be the better for it so experience always simplifies things thank you very much for sharing and i mean helping us see those two valuable lessons so <laughs> i want to ask The next question, I was reading your profile back on Podmatch, and I saw that a lot of things happened in the year 2013. I did not know how else to ask that question. I just said, okay, the best thing for me to do is to ask Gail when she comes on the show and just say, please just tell us about 2013, the experience you had in the year 2013.
1: Well, in 2013, that was the year I decided, okay, I definitely want to have a change in my life i mean for for all practical purposes i had so much to be grateful for but i think we can always strive for more and i knew i just wasn't Mm -hmm. reaching my full potential and part of that was i kept getting sick and i feel like when something like that is happening it's a sign there's a sign of of something Mm -hmm. in your life is out of balance one thing that kind of led up to this is where I worked at the resorts doing massages, they would close. They were only open half the year. So they would close for the okay. winter and there was no work. Um, wow. So this one year, my husband said, "Come work for me at my company." And okay. oh my, I hated it. <laughs> it
0: was terrible. It oh was not what
1: I wanted to do. I just had this vision of my life just going in this wrong direction (laughs) that I would Mm -hmm. sit there in his office for 20 years and then be an old grandma. (laughs) Um, And I knew I had to tell him. I knew I had to tell him, I don't want to do this. I want to start my own business. Um, And I was just struggling with trying to tell him. And I got strep throat four times. And I believe that's a sign that I wasn't speaking up. I wasn't speaking my truth everything wow. was stuck and I finally wow. I told him and it, it was not good <laughs> but he understood and so I you know I had to meanwhile get some other jobs going so I started doing some mm-hmm. cleaning jobs for the winter months wow. and filling in a few other places if something needed an extra massage therapist and working on my online okay. business so it was just kind of you know yeah. like the the breaking point I guess where I was like all right hmm. my life can go in a couple different directions here but I'm a I'm an entrepreneur and I'm a creative mm-hmm. person and if I'm not creating then yeah. I feel like I don't know it's just not not good yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wow. And wow, I, be,
1: you know, wow. and when you have your so, own business or a project like a, like a podcast or something, you're able to, to mm-hmm. be creative. You're putting something out into the world that you feel like is, is valuable. And I think everybody needs that mm-hmm. on some level.
0: Mm, true. Thank you. So um, this we are getting out towards the questions that I love and want to ask you because I know that okay now these questions are questions people are going to find very valuable they've had so much time to listen to the background and know how everything is going to work out and all of that i know the topic of this podcast has been declutter your way to success now we are getting to that point where you learn how to declutter your way to success Mm -hmm. so basically with your method you have something you call the schedule declutter how does that work
1: yeah so one of the biggest things I hear from people that are, you know, on my email list or, you know, in some of my programs is that they struggle with finding the time to work toward their goals and dreams because we're all busy. You know, maybe we have a full time job, we have families, we have, you know, the daily things we have to do in life. We have to cook and clean and Mm-hmm. manage our life um, so I started really thinking about wh- exactly where is my time going and this is the stuff I could be mm-hmm. a complete nerd and geek about <laughs> mm-hmm. but I just thought do I have to do all these things that I'm doing every week and I mm-hmm. sat, and I wanted to start my new business so I had a, a business I was running my son very busy afternoon schedule going to sports going to activities and I just decided to look at everything I was doing from the time I woke up in the morning till the time I went to bed at night and figure out if there are places where I'm wasting time where I could optimize Mm -hmm. I could do things differently where I could outsource and I found quite a few things and you know everybody's realizations with this will be different, and everybody's solutions will be Mm -hmm. different, but I think it's a Mm. beneficial exercise for just anyone to Mm. do, is look at where your time's going, and is it going toward the things that you value most, and the things that are most important to you. Um, Mm. I don't know how it is where you are, but in the United States, the average person spends three to five hours a day looking at their phone. <laughs> it's
0: typically <laughs> probably higher than that here in Nigeria.
1: <laughs> um, so between just, you know, I guess, watching videos and mm-hmm. social media and things like that. So it's like, OK, well, if you could just get that down to an hour a day, then you've got two to yeah. three hours a day you could put towards something that's going to change your life, move your life forward. Um, or. You know spend that time on things that that are important spend that time talking to your family and friends not looking at your phone um but i found all kinds of things that i was able to to optimize and to move around mm-hmm. and even just mm-hmm. asking my husband awesome. i said you know You've got this child, we're both of his parents. Could you do his afternoon activity driving one day a week? Um, okay. He works for himself. He owns his own company. I thought, I bet he could leave early one day a week and do the mm-hmm. the driving of the kid. And, and he said, mm-hmm. you know what? I'll do it two days a week. Wow. And so that right there freed up about 10 hours a week for me to... Wow meet with my coach and work on my business and all i had to do is ask mm-hmm. it was just something that i hadn't thought to do we were in our routines in our habits of how we had always mm-hmm. done things mm-hmm. Um, but life mm-hmm. changes you know kids grow older and people's mm-hmm. you know the way you do things needs to be looked at and reassessed from time to time
0: that's beautiful so i mean i, I love that i've been able to pick a few things from that that are actionable steps that i can also do not just for myself but also for my wife also (laughs)
1: yes (laughs) so
0: how easy is the journey that journey to you know decluttering your schedule i know uh, my notice you said you looked at things and you try to negotiate a day where your husband takes the does the driving and he decided at the end of the day to say oh no you know what i'll do two days instead of just one day but Mm -hmm. i know that there were times where you were you probably paused before you asked. What are some of the experiences uh, or feelings that you go through while you're trying to, you know, declutter your shadow?
1: Yeah, so there's all kinds of different things that can pop up and we've I've tried different things. This has been about three years since I've really started focusing on this and I've tried quite mm-hmm. a few different things. I've tried having more help in my house. Somebody coming in mm-hmm a few days a week to clean and do laundry, even doing some food shopping for me. And you, over time I've learned, okay, well it's nice to have a lot of help, but at the same time, I don't really like to have somebody in my house quite that much. It's, that can be distracting. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of figuring out mm-hmm. what is going to work for you and just mm-hmm. experimenting with different things. And it varies from week to week. If I have a really busy week, I might have you know, groceries delivered to my house. That's something that's really gotten a lot more popular since the pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. If I'm not having as busy of a week, I might order from the grocery store and go pick up. That was one thing that I mm-hmm. saw that really stood out to me when I decluttered my schedule. I was spending mm-hmm. about 90 minutes a week shopping for food. And when, wow. I, when I added that up over 52 weeks of the year,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it was, mm-hmm. um, a, I mean, a lot of hours. True. So that's 78 hours a year shopping for food. Wow. So I thought...
0: That's about four days.
1: So <laughs> <laughs> well, I looked at that. I'm like, that's two full work weeks. Mm-hmm. If I work eight hours a day, that's two full work weeks. So sure, and doing sure. something, now if I liked food shopping, I wouldn't have taken it off my list, but I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I was like, oh, well, this is a super easy one to, to outsource because it's not expensive to outsource that.
0: Okay.
1: Looking at all these different things, there are so many different solutions. You mm. know, we all have to eat three meals a day. So there's cooking and cleaning mm-hmm. to be done, but mm-hmm. we can often make something that will last a few days. You no, know, mm-hmm. so just looking at all these different things and especially who in the household is doing is doing what because we can often fall into mm. gender roles really easily and mm. and not ask for help when we when we need some help
0: mm, sure sure thank you so much for shedding light on things that <laughs> people would normally overlook you know i mean you really took the time to explain some of these things and funnily a lot of these issues are issues that we have also okay for me and my wife for example there is no option about driving to pick up the baby we often will go together she's still young so she needs to have someone carrying her because if nobody's carrying her, chances are before I get home, she would have been sleeping and I would have to adjust her, get out of the car to go adjust her if I d- drive there alone. My wife is not yet, I mean, confident driving on the road, so she can't go alone. So we have to mm-hmm. always go together. So we can't take that off the list. Outsourcing, I don't know if I'm comfortable with that. One thing we did recently was we looked at how much time she spends in the kitchen trying to cook food for us to eat, and I'm like, you know what? I can't take this anymore. We can't be spending this amount of time on just cooking what we are going to eat. Let's do some of the soups we have. Let's do that once we go to the market once on a Saturday and then cook enough that would last us for like two weeks because we we'll just serve it in the freezer when it's time for us to use mm-hmm. the soup. Because in Nigeria, we use um, soups to eat a lot of meals. So there are some specific soups that we know that we enjoy. So if we just go out to cook all those soups I mean, it still feels very fresh and everything if you mm-hmm. leave it in the fridge and then you use it to eat whatever food you want to use to eat with. And that has helped that save on a lot of stress. And I know that if I can say that I'm getting that type of results, I'm sure that you have even more results that you can be proud of. Can you give us some typical results you've seen from helping people declutter their um, schedule?
1: Well, I've seen people in my coaching group that have been able to focus more on their businesses and um i had a group in october of five ladies that all finished writing a book wow and we had an online book fair and that was really um exciting to see people accomplish that yeah i just think that you know seeing people have time for whatever is important to them going to get exercise um Mm. even just taking their afternoon nap so they have more energy Mm. for the rest of the day Um, Mm. you know, there's just so many, so many great, great reasons to just raise your awareness of where your time is going. Um,
0: yeah, absolutely.
1: Another thing I talk about a lot is doing a digital declutter and, um, Mm. you know, taking some of the apps off your phone that waste your time if they're too tempting Mm. and just looking at those things too. So.
0: Awesome, thank you. So I know you have an ebook about decluttering your time. Mm-hmm. Um how do people get that ebook?
1: Yeah, if you just come to my website which is Elevate with Gales and Gail is G A E L, um elevatewithgale.com, it's right on the homepage and you can just sign up, get the ebook, it's a a quick read and hopefully through reading that, you'll you'll be able to go through the process of doing what I call your time audit. And that's just looking in detail about where all your time is going and then brainstorming your own creative solutions so that you can figure out what your top priorities are and then how to spend enough time on your top priorities.
0: Okay. Awesome. So now, after getting the free book and uh, then they feel like, oh, you know what? I think I want to learn from Gail, I want to be able to feed off our experience. I don't want to just, what I'm getting from this book, I want more, I want to, you know, feed from the source. I want to experience one-on-one time to ask questions with Gail, like, okay, what are the things you think I can do in this kind of scenario? So how do they get to do that?
1: So I have several different options. The first thing is, you'll get some emails from me after you get the ebook, and I have a free Facebook group where every monday okay. i teach a free class called monday motivation
0: okay
1: from there i have a subscription program called the monthly challenge club where okay. each month you can choose different ways to challenge yourself so for example i have a goal setting okay. challenge i have challenges around loving yourself more just a variety of different topics a gratitude challenge and so mm. That one is just a month a monthly program and it's kind of self-led. You just choose whichever challenges you want to do that month. Um, mm-hmm. from there I have a business mastermind for okay. people that want to learn more about starting an online business and going in that direction. Mm-hmm. I have other ebooks and home study programs. And then I also mm-hmm. do one-to-one coaching. So there's just all different levels but I would suggest g- jumping into the free group and maybe the monthly challenge club and going from there.
0: From there awesome awesome. So definitely if you're listening to this and you need the perfect place to start, I mean sign up for the Facebook group right away. The link is going to be in the show notes and then get the download the ebook and don't just keep that to yourself, share that ebook with other people that need a time audit, they need to know where their time is going and bet I bet you know that everybody needs that. I'm downloading the free ebook right away because I also need to learn from girl and see okay these are the things that are wasting my time even though I feel I have an idea of some of them but I know that reading that book will you know it's the nail better on the head and help me to better realize some of the places where my time is going Mm -hmm. that I probably have not seen um, so far. So, thank you so much, girl, for being a part of the Walk From Home podcast. I'm talking on behalf of everybody listening. We love what you do. We love the fact that you have come to share valuable insights with us and we'll be definitely forever grateful to you. So, guys, don't forget to follow girl on social media, all the social media links to our pages. Uh, on the show notes to also visit our website, join our Facebook group, be a part of the monthly um, activities that she does and don't forget that you can do all the things you are set out to do, no matter how um, cluttered your time is, we can declutter it and make time for the things that are important and that you are passionate about. So next week when I see you guys, have a very wonderful week ahead.